0: Welcome to the Nerd Party.
1: They can travel anywhere in time and space.
0: Off we go into time and space! So all of time and all of space, sitting out there... Welcome to Time and Space, one married couple's adventure through the Doctor Who universe. I'm Jessica Nunn.
1: And I'm her erstwhile companion, Philip Gilfus.
0: Erstwhile is right, I think, as a regular theme. So, I want to start off by asking you about the television program that you and I just watched about a man who ends up doing a podcast with his wife and hates doing it with her.
1: That's true. We were watching the American, I guess sitcom. We be the press uh, Alex Inc. based on the true story of Alex Bloomberg and Gimlet Media um, and startup podcast uh, when he broke away from uh, this American life and started his own podcast company. So it's it with Zach Braff and some other folks. But, <laughs> and yeah. some other folks. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, so in this episode that we just watched, his wife pitches this fantastic podcast idea. But more than <laughs> anything else, Alex doesn't want to work with his wife on a podcast.
1: Well, I think his thing was that his uh, home wife is different from his work wife.
0: Well, that was the suggestion. Right. Anyway, so. And, and, um,
1: and you're always the same, darling.
0: I'm always. Constantly. A, constantly <laughs> are the same. you calling me boring? Is that what's <clears throat> happening here?
1: No, you're always awesome.
0: Always. Well, and that was what he ultimately realized, wasn't it? That she was good at everything.
1: And he was only good at one thing.
0: Yeah, which really does, actually, now that you say that, sound a lot like us.
1: Right, but I mean, reversed. But. Um, <laughs> So I thought another thing we could talk about before we get to our main topic is, because I don't know if we'll ever organically talk about it. Okay. Uh, We finished our second, well, third, I suppose, our third big finish, um, audio Doctor Who adventure. Uh, So we've listened to, other than the, you know, we already did the episode, but at the end, the 50th anniversary, you see prior episode. Um, The other two we listened to that we didn't necessarily talk about all that much was, I may get these titles wrong, um, The Horror at Glam Rock. which is an 8th Doctor story, and then also Zagreus, which is also an 8th Doctor story, but it features the voice talents of um, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, and Sylvester McCoy, playing kind of their characters, but also playing other characters. So doctors, not doctors, but anyway.
0: Yes, and it was another one that that I didn't have as much joy as you did which is not to say i didn't enjoy it but as we were going through when these other characters showed up like uncle winky and you straight away went hey that's
1: the doctor yes whoever that was and, and also yeah. had their had respective companions as well in yes, some parts yes
0: and you and you were straight away going oh i know that voice oh i know that voice oh i know that voice and and, uh, and so it, I think it was a lot more fun for you, again, because you're so familiar. And you're always very good at stuff like that. Like, I could probably watch all of the Doctor Who episodes from the very beginning all the way through and still not be able to, to recognize voices. And I still get Colin Baker and Tom Baker mixed up because they have the same last name. And I don't know which one's which. I do, I think.
1: Well, that's Bakerist. Um, I, know. Uh, I know. Well, I have to say... Zagreus, which was longer, um, mm. to me was a bit of a hot mess. Um, th- mm. uh, that I mean, there are good parts, that I don't want to like. I mean, I don't know if I would really recommend it. I mean, it's not horrible. I mean, I, so I would semi-recommend it if you're looking for a big finished it's production. Very
0: muddled w- for an audio
1: story. As, as a story, I think you could probably cut it in half and not lose anything. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because I think there's a lot of. I mean, they, they. I think a lot of the gimmicks, for lack of a better word, you know, they bring back. Oh gosh, I'm blanking out his name. I apologize. But anyway, the Brigadier, uh Courtney, Courtney, I can't remember his name. Sorry. But anyway, the, bring back the Brigadier does not play the Brigadier though he is, but to play the voice of the Tardis or and you ha- sort of have Charlie looks
0: like the Brigadier. Yeah. And, and I think that's where the confusion was is listening to it and you have all these characters who theoretically look like the doctors and the doctor's companions because they later on make a thing about how um all of these faces have been created out of memory and it just, it all gets a little muddled when you can't see it as well, I think, in this case.
1: You know, as I always say, I love Paul McGinn and the Eighth Doctor, but I would say half this this adventure is him going, I'm the Doctor. No, I'm Zagreus. No, I'm the Doctor. No, I'm Z- I mean, that's about half the show. <laughs> yeah. And it gets a little annoying, I'm going to just say. So I, I would say it's repetitive, um, so I would say, but I got it for 9 99 p can't complain.
0: Can't complain. Right.
1: So, but I would say not my favorite. I did like the use of the different doctors because on the cover it has all the doctors. So that's obviously I judged a book by its cover. In that case, ah, how'd um, that work
0: out for you? Yeah. yeah was it. <laughs> um,
1: but I think I enjoyed more, even though it was shorter and smaller in scope, with a horror glam rock.
0: Yes, I really quite enjoyed this one
1: because it was sort of just a simple adventure. You know, we're not going to have any multi doctors. It's going to be a straight mm-hmm. Eighth Doctor audio adventure, and I like loved it.
0: Yes. Yeah, and and it was a lot of fun. And then later on, that one came with sort of interviews with the people who yes um,
1: extras, if you will,
0: played in it. Well, characters. They had all of oh, extra, not extra characters. No, no, sorry. Um, And so, yeah, I had already, I think, picked out Sheridan Smith, um, who's not somebody that you're familiar with, but somebody that I had watched loads uh, two pints of lager and a packet of crisps i've just always absolutely loved and it's something i'm gonna have to introduce you to at some point um and so i was very aware of sheridan smith and then realizing later on that it had the guy from boy zones steven his name escapes me a little bit who unfortunately has since passed away but uh that was that was interesting to me i enjoyed that a lot
1: yeah, and, and I I can't remember her name, but the woman who plays uh, in Sherlock was also yes. in it. Yes, yeah. And I know the woman who plays in Sherlock. Um, the, the, ha-
0: the woman who plays the housekeeper. <laughs> well,
1: I am say, I'm not your, not your housekeeper, the, la- the landlady <laughs> yeah, in Sherlock. I know, yeah. yeah, But so, but I, I enjoyed it. It was with Lucy um, as the companion, who that was my first exposure to. Um, then we were introduced to Charlie, so I don't know in order how it goes for a doctor companion. But I enjoyed it, and so... Um As 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 we say we're always interested for folks if you have any
0: Oh and it had the guy who played uh, oh, Donna's yeah. dad. Of course. Of Granddad, course. sorry. Yes,
1: yes. Um Bernard uh, Cribbins, something like that. Uh, that yes. sounds right. Yeah, I mean, yes, we'll sorry with that. I,
0: yeah. I and he was actually talking because obviously this was done before he came on as Donna's grandpa and so uh he was talking about how excited he was to be part of Doctor Who and how he'd wanted to be part of Doctor Who. And so that was, that was nice. Well, he was sharing some
1: memories because he was in, and this may be, this will definitely be a future episode. He was talking about his experience in the Doctor Who movie, the one that we haven't seen, the old Doctor Who movie, the not canon, is canon Doctor Who movie. Oh. Yeah, Doctor Who and the doll. Anyway, there's two Doctor Who movies with Peter Cushing. Anyway, whoever. Yes, Peter Cushing. It's not Chris Lee. Oh, right. Yeah, we have Cushing. sort of talked about yeah. this, that there's but, a doctor
0: he, that nobody acknowledges.
1: <laughs> but the, the young Bernard Cripps is in there. I, one of the movies I can't remember. We'll watch them one day, listeners. Don't worry. And, and have a show about it.
0: And I'm going to express my discontent about there being a doctor who's not acknowledged at all.
1: Is this but, your war doctor thing again?
0: Well, yeah. If you can stick <laughs> the war doctor in and be like, oh, yes, there are 13 doctors. Oh, and the war doctor. And not be like, oh, and this other guy. hmm who is, what, 4.5? what? Is the,
1: what is, <laughs> I would assume he would probably be uh, 7.5. 7.5,
0: Because I would think
1: he'd be after the classic era over No, No, it's black and white, honestly. So I don't know. It's probably even earlier than that. And see, again, I have to look if
0: if we give Paul McGann, who was only in one film, a number...
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: This is unfair.
1: It's a lot of timey-wimey. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: And also, before we hit our main topic, just as a reminder for folks who are supporters of this podcast and the Nerd Party, um, you may have heard us speak about it again, but or if you haven't, um, the Nerd Party Network, which we are proud members of, has unfortunately been hit with a legal claim. And so, because we're all volunteers, what we have done is set up a GoFundMe page so that folks who support this podcast and all podcasting um, can help us uh, fight against this legal claim. Um, Just as much as it would happen to any other podcast. So if you're interested in supporting us, please go to GoFundMe.com slash The Nerd Party and help donate. Uh, And every bit helps. I think we've gone almost a fourth of our goal. And um, this is obviously something that means a lot um, to the folks who run The Nerd Party. Because... You know, if we don't get help, it comes out of everyone's pockets, and that makes it a lot harder to podcast.
0: Absolutely. And it's a great way to show your support for everything the Nerd Party does. It offers a lot of amazing podcasts. And so if it's something that you listen to on a regular basis, or even if you just catch us all every now and then, it's definitely a great cause to donate to.
1: All right. So what, where, where are the winds of time and space take us, darling? Uh, well,
0: they are taking us across a gender-fluid stream this time. Uh, so no matter what term you use, whether it's Time Lord or Time Lady, there's no doubt that the future is female. Whoah! And as we look forward to Jodie Whittaker's adventures as the 13th Doctor, today we'll be talking about all the women of Gallifrey who helped pave the way for the Doctor's latest regeneration.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, inter- well, this is what I'm about to say is not itching, but it's, I was going to say it's interesting, to, the kerfuffle, and the kerfuffle I don't think is the majority of fandom, or at right. least I would hope not, it's a minority, and uh, so uh maybe we just ignore it but anyway those who who you know are struggling with uh having a woman doctor um you know it's not like we haven't done this before is basically going to be our point of this
0: yeah loads of time. i mean
1: and i get you know maybe the main character for some you know for some bizarre reason maybe that's a difference and it for some reason you know cramp crumbles your world but you know change my dear
0: a change indeed yes right so what do you want to talk about? Who, who would you like to talk uh-huh,
1: about first? i see what you did there
0: uh-huh.
1: well um i know one of your favorites is missy i love
0: missy so we yeah. have you know the
1: master of course the the great enemy of the doctor since you know the john Pertwee era mm. and now we come in with the 12th doctor and you know mystery mystery who's this mysterious woman in his first series and it's Turns out it's Missy, the mistress. Couldn't, well, call myself the master anymore, could I? And so having the greatest villain ever of the Doctor Who be regenerated as a woman.
0: Yes, yeah. And I don't remember a kerfluffle about it, Mm -mm. first of all. Um, And I just think the actress is brilliant. I love her. What's her name? Michelle Gomez. Michelle Gomez, yes, of course. Um, Who's married to a, a guy from other television shows like Smash, But there you go. There's my little tidbit of useless information. But yeah, I think she's absolutely fantastic. I think she plays it beautifully. And I'm really hoping, even though things don't look great for her at the uh, Twelfth Doctor's regeneration moments, I am hoping that uh, she will somehow manage to survive it and come back, because I think that she would be great the 13th doctor
1: yeah definitely an interesting interplay and um yeah and like you said i don't remember any kerfuffle either i mean this was sort of contemporary to our fandom Mm. um about
0: and and part of that reason may be that she was a character before we knew mm -hmm. that she was the master you know, before we knew it was a female regeneration of a man. Oh, no, oh, no. Um, <laughs> and and so, wall, so people were sort of eased into it more, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and again, I, I think it's so cool you have this this legacy person that, you know, whether, you know, who's your favorite master? And then, you know, uh, you know someone's favorite master is going to be mistress or yes. missy now, you know? Yeah,
0: Absolutely. She's my
1: mistress. <laughs> so. You never forget your first master? Is
0: that? I don't know. Yeah, is none that, of that sounds that right to right. say, but yeah, a little bit.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I, I think, like you said, with the interplay between the John Sims master and the Michelle uh, yes. Gomez mistress, I, you know, that, that was fun. You know, as we talked before, you have these multi-doctor adventures. To have a multi-master adventure was very interesting to see the interplay
0: yes Um, and they were both delightful mm -hmm. i think just the humor and the the sarcasm and yeah i really liked both of them
1: Mm -hmm. and and the fact that it's sort of just the tradition of you know with michelle gomez and i think we watched maybe an extra or maybe i can't remember um in my sort of capaldi uh blu-ray series here that they have some extras anyway um that asked her about it, and I, I forget her response, honestly, I apologize, but, you know, the, the, when you're playing this sort of legacy character, do you go back and study, like the doctor, but in mm. this case, the master, you know, do you study, um, oh, I'm going to get all the actors names wrong, but anyway, all the classic masters, and, you know, or do you just make it your own, or is it just the writing that has to inform who this new incarnation is, so I think it's very interesting, and you sort of, in your mind, you picture the different master mistress, missy, all that.
0: Yeah. I I think as an actor, I would certainly want to know my backstory. Mm -hmm. I would want to go back and at least see the journey um, that my character has taken up to this point, because I think it does inform some things, but, uh, but yeah. and, And, but then of course it is about making it your own. You can't repeat the, same characteristics, because that's not interesting. And then you've just got a woman playing a man. You know, it's just not mm-hmm. not your own, I guess. Um,
1: but yeah, I'm, I'm sure she really watched the um, Doctor Who movie, so she could really get Eric Roberts' cadence yeah, down. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe not, maybe not Eric Roberts, but there are lots of other great <laughs> choices. There were moments where she sounded quite American. <laughs> well, not. there you go. There you
1: go.
0: <laughs> um, so what do we think about Michelle Gomez's performance as the mistress might tell us about what we're going to see from a female doctor?
1: Right, and I was also wondering, purposefully or not, was Stephen paving the way?
0: Mm, whether or not he was, yeah, dropping a hint, see let's see how this floats, and
1: mm-hmm. because, I mean, in some ways, you could argue it it was sort of a all right. Gonna have a major Time Lord character or a major Doctor Who character transition to a woman. See how it goes. Uh, which, of course, is ridiculous. You just you know you don't need to see how it goes. But anyway, um, you try to hold hands occasionally, I guess, for, for those who are oddly distressed about odd reasons. But anyway, yeah. and so and
0: well, and I think Stephen Moffat's such a tricky one because. I mean for instance when we've talked about River song you know how much did he know from the beginning and having seen an interview with him it appears not a whole lot right <laughs> and so he sort of built it for so i, I think what? that his genius
1: I also think he tends to have ideas and this isn't a critique necessarily but he has an idea that he does and then he's like oh blank there's going to be consequences. I gotta, I gotta you know,
0: figure out.
1: It's, it's, like, you know, the whole, like, and not to get off on a tangent, but we were watching an interview with him about River Song and you know, the idea that the doctor would meet someone who knows him and he doesn't know her. Maybe it's a romantic entrance, and that's the whole idea. And then you do that, and then you're like, well, shoot, no, I guess I. A real like to explain that. We're gonna have to run into Eventually, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> if
0: if if she's a time traveler on a different time scale than he is, then probably at eventually some point they're going to have to interact. Right. Yeah. So um and thank goodness for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so right.
1: Well, I thought of another example, and this I know to go from such a big character as the mashes, is now we're gonna seem like we're nitpicking, but we you know, we want to Uh, kind of tip our hats to all the time ladies or time lords, gender neutral, whatever your uh, preference is. And that is the mysterious character that we meet at the end of time, the 10th Doctor's swan song um, episode. Now, I always label her in my mind as the Doctor's mother. That's my interpretation. You don't have to buy into it. But this is the mysterious woman that uh, Grandpa meets at the beginning in the church and then Um, By the end of it, once, you know, the Lord President, you know, is the the whole council, the High Council of the Time Lords have voted to, you know, move Gallifrey to Earth or whatever, and there's two people who vote no, and one of them is that woman, and, you know, she's sort of hiding her face in shame or or whatever as punishment, and then that scene at the end, she sort of gives the, oh reveals her eyes for a little bit to the Tenth Doctrine, I think sort of. Hey, you should shoot that thing, basically. Um, but I And so, in my mind, I've always said that was his mom. But that's, you know. But anyway. so But she's a woman and obviously a Time Lord.
0: <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't know w- what more to say about her. hmm She's definitely there.
1: Right. Uh,
0: definitely female. And in Philip's mind, the doctor's mummy. Mm-hmm. Which is quite possible
1: because they said two, and so one could presume if we're going to go nuclear, um, you know, uh, heteronormative that the other be you his think father,
0: mum and, and dad. Yeah, said... I mean that's that's my
1: can my head canon, as we say in the business. That doesn't have to be yours, <laughs> but
0: interesting. But we don't get a hint as to who Papa Doctor is. No.
1: Hmm. Well, it's also like, and I haven't written this down. And then this is obviously a very you know. One off or two off, but um, when the 12th Doctor smashes into Gallifrey Mm. and goes to his old house, there's a woman there, undefined who that is.
0: I always assume she's his mom, definitely.
1: Because to me, there was also another sort of like, we're going to play this that we're not going to define it. She basically like, oh, you shouldn't be in here. And then like, oh, it's you. And there's almost like an unspoken wink. I'm not going to say who I am. I know who you are, though. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, and she's one that I think about, yeah, she's the one that I assume mm-hmm. is his mummy. But also in that episode, we get another uh, male-to-female regeneration.
1: Yes, this would be the, I, I don't know if he has a name, he may or may not, I, Time Lord General, Gallifrey Security Chief, whatever you want to call it, you know who we're talking about, during the 50th anniversary of the Day of the Doctor. sort of since we've, uh, can't show the council, because we already did that with, at this time period, <laughs> quote-unquote time period of Gallifrey at the end of the Time War. We did that with uh, the Tenth Doctor showing the Lord President so we were, alright, who's left? Okay, well let's let's show the the army guys, I guess. So we get the Time Lord General, who we get to meet in the day of the Doctor. He seems nice enough. But he uh, comes back in hell-bent. The Twelfth Doctor's episode of when he is finally escaping um, to Gallifrey um, after some bit of mischief with the Time Lord President, which we won't go into, blah-blah-blah. But in order to retrieve Clara, or to keep her after retrieving her, he basically shoots the doctor, shoots the general, who then instantly regenerates. As a woman. Yes.
0: Yes. And immediately makes a comment about the fact that women get the job done better.
1: <laughs> well, and also, I guess, um, you know, if we read into this or not as you want. It goes from a older white gentleman to a younger black woman. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yay for diversity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think it always goes into the interesting part of regeneration because, you know, what rules there are are, at the end of the day, up to the writers. There are no rules, you know, but with age and gender and whatever, you know, as we even the doctor himself, or at least, you know, we Say herself here in a moment, but uh, when the, he, he was a man th- those days, um, but anyway, to go from different ages, right? He's not always going to sh- be the same age when he regenerates, he can be like the 11 to 12, you know. Go from well, you technically 11 was old at the end there, but anyway, <laughs> um, so I guess he did slightly regenerate younger, but anyway, we, we, you know what I mean, um, so yeah, you know, any age, any gender, any race, yeah, and then you know. That will be, not to, I hope Jody's around for a long time, but, you know, the next argument is the next time is, when a lot of white people here being doctors. Yeah, no, so.
0: absolutely. And I, I think, you know, uh, diversity, we don't see as much diversity in the earlier Doctor Who, and we've been seeing more and more of it uh, as we've gone through with the new Who, as it were, so uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity for that.
1: Mm-hmm. As I say, once your your previous companion was a uh, person of color or lesbian, you know you, you're you're doing well. You can always do more, but you're doing well, pretty and well of there. Of course,
0: the new companions. There's a lot of diversity there. Oh yeah,
1: that's true. Very true. Um,
0: so yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it takes us. But
1: don't worry, we still have an old white guy holding down the fort. Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> Thanks, Bradley. Thank Walsh.
0: goodness for Bradley Walls.
1: <laughs> uh, we could because we think it's funny. Um... <laughs>
0: That's true. <laughs> That's the only reason we do it.
1: So this one is a cheat, but I'm going to go ahead and use it. Because it's, you know, is she a Time Lord? Is she not? Is she, I, you know, you can argue she is. Jenny. Yeah. The Doctor's daughter.
0: Yes. Now explain how the Doctor ends up with a daughter.
1: So I'm trying to remember. This is the Tenth Doctor basically arrives on this planet where there's two warring races, which I... Imagine is about a quarter of every Doctor Who episode ever. But anyway, um, but more specifically, I think it's a a clone thing. That's how they get more soldiers. I think they just uh, sort of do an instant, you know, we sort of like, I forget what machine they use, but whether it's an injection or whatever, and then from your DNA, they make another soldier. Yeah, and and
0: like one day had passed or something ridiculous like that. Yeah.
1: And so uh, Doctor just gets hit in his first couple minutes. I think that's with um, when Martha gets separated. I believe. It's not Donna. I think it's Martha. Anyway, sorry. I think um, it's Martha. Yeah, and with the blue, 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 blue species. Yes. Um, that's their, their exact title. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so, it, a woman, clone. Yes. And, and we get Jenny, I believe is her name. Um, of course, Georgia Moffat, of course. And Georgia Tennant, depending on how, how, what she's using at the moment. But anyway, and uh, yeah, we get the arguably a time lady because I think she does technically regenerate I, i'm trying to remember the ending because she dies but then at the end she's sort of seen flying away mm. and so so but yeah. yeah so i mean and i always think that's and i'm I, there probably there are i want to say probably are but i think there are um big finish adventures with jenny but that that i think that would be an interesting thing and I, and I know oftentimes eras don't like to meet by that i mean you know having a davies meet a moffat or a moffat meeting a chibnall you know, because, yeah, you know, every writer likes to have their universe, and I get that. But it would be interesting to have a Jenny 13th Doctor, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's another... Dad?
1: I mean, Mum. <laughs> oh,
0: that would be a lot of fun. Um, and, of course, Georgia Moffat muddies the water in so many ways. Being I mean, the
1: Doctor's daughter, being the Doctor's daughter. Yeah.
0: And the Doctor's wife. And, yes, all of those things. Um, but it, it, quite adventurous, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. She's energetic and youthful and
1: because i mean the the tenth doctor is sort of teaching her not to be violent um because she's sort of uh, born of war as as you know like the time war doctor but anyway and so he's teaching her that you know no violence isn't always the answer and da, 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 da. so yeah being a parent i guess
0: being a parent in whatever way
1: and um you know uh, a few scatterings, you know, this has been mostly New Who, but, you know, I think even though we're not fully abreast in our 100% knowledge of class, I think we can go do a little bit without being too uh, crazy. So, uh, Susan Foreman, obviously. Yes,
0: absolutely, of course. Right, and
1: I know you haven't seen every episode, but, I mean, you've seen, basically. I mean, I, <laughs> it's interesting with Susan. I think she is, in some ways, the stereotype companion, and so you're like, well, what makes her a time lady, other than just being the Doctor's granddaughter? of course... This is before we defined what Time Lord was, but we're going to go ahead and pretend like, you know, the whole time we all knew. Um, But but I always give the excuse that she probably is the age that she looks, you know, as as opposed to other time people from Gallifrey who could be hundreds of years old. I think she really is 17, you know. Yes, yeah.
0: (laughs) And, And we don't, and again, because it's so early in, we don't get any sort of backstory as to why is she there and what sort of education has she had on Gallifrey and why did the doctor steal a TARDIS and his granddaughter and
1: th- yeah and and I because I, mean, I think she, Susan shows intelligence but undisciplined so like she knows things she knows mm, science but and, she's and and quite naive and, yeah and she still yells a lot and screams and is you know
0: throws patties yeah, yeah
1: so um you know yeah has to be upset and whatever but you know which you know i'm not saying is the best characterizations but there you go but anyway so we we see that time lords and ladies can just be like everyone else i suppose (laughs) yeah yeah time
0: lords and ladies they're just like us they're
1: they're people too (laughs) um but though i you know I, i don't think the question is asked enough where are the parents
0: I, it, I, is it ever asked? I, I mean, you say it's like not asked enough, but is it ever <laughs> asked? Is she Jenny's daughter?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I just wonder
0: because it does mean that the doctor has more children out there,
1: right? Yeah, and I think that's always a question. It's come up once or twice in Nuhu who that he often dodges or doesn't answer. Um or, or just drops and keeps on going to a companion be like, Oh yeah, I've had children. Anyway, about this other thing. Be like, wait, what? Back to So yeah. But I think it's 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 interesting. Um, there's the Ronnie.
0: Yes. Bad another bad guy.
1: Right. So, um
0: Yep. sort of akin to the master, then. Maybe the master's daughter. Ooh.
1: <laughs> well, she didn't like working with him very much, which I guess actually leads credence to <laughs> yeah, that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> look, look, I think you're being a little time lordist. Like, they're not all related, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but i like it as an idea mm-hmm. maybe she's the master's mother
1: there you go which explains why
0: or father
1: <laughs> if she's
0: regenerated there's so many options
1: that's true because we don't know what regeneration the Rani is is it yeah like the 10th Rani or something or
0: absolutely in, so, in somebody's timey-wimey yes
1: <laughs>
0: so where does this leave us with our 13th doctor what, what can we glean from what we know to inform what may be?
1: And that the doctor's reaction upon seeing herself was... Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, uh, yeah, and I, I think that it'll be interesting. I mean, look, look, at the end of the day, there's really no change. I mean, you, you can play with some funny jokes, maybe, but, you know. The, still the doctor what, what are the dalek bumps <laughs> the, the dalek bumps <laughs> and they might be, might...
0: that would have been a fun way to start it
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know it, it you know maybe some funny things about the doctrine having never been been a woman at least to our knowledge right yeah <laughs> the way they play with numbers who knows yeah absolutely <laughs> but anyway but yeah but i yeah, think at the end of the day it'll keep on trucking
0: oh yeah i don't think that there'll be too much made out of it
1: well i say that i don't know and i and i don't think and i'm you know i i from what little i know of chibnall's stuff i don't think he will but Mm -hmm. i i guess i hearken for a second to like did you know the 12th doctor is old like older than the other doctors did you know that did you get that did they talk about him having gray hair and a scottish Uh, accent yeah like i got it i got it folks we can
0: well but they they pick up those things you know you think about Uh, Christopher Eccleston, you know, you sound like you're from the (laughs) North, yes. Um, And so I think that, you know, there's the possibility. And and the trick is going to be not to make such a big deal out of it, even though anybody she meets from the past, for instance, when River Song shows (laughs) up, and I'm going with my win, it's going to be a thing. In the same way that when Peter Capaldi showed up in Riversong's world, yeah. it was a bit of a thing. Um, or even when Matt Smith does, and she's like, oh, you're so young. You know, <laughs> those sorts of things.
1: Or when Captain Jack shows up.
0: Abso- yes. Oh, that's going oh, to be real. real <laughs> you, you have to bring Captain Jack back, because he's going to have so much fun with this.
1: Too much fun.
0: Uh, which is exactly what <laughs> Captain Jack is. So, yeah, I think... That that's, I'm hoping they won't make a big deal out of it so that they can do that when characters return, as opposed to, because, you know, if they make a big thing about it, and then River Song shows up and makes a big thing about it, everybody's going to be like, yeah, we got it, we got it.
1: Well, I also, and this is, I know, cart before the horse, but imagine for a moment, whether it's her time or in the future, the inevitable multi-doctor story with the 13th doctor.
0: Oh yeah. The other doctors
1: will be having some reaction to wait. What do you mean?
0: Oh yeah. No, that'll be a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. So again, you don't want to beat the dead horse. Right. You don't want to, without cause, mm-hmm. make a huge deal out of it because there's so much room for fun stuff without mm-hmm. it being weird. If you haven't overdone it.
1: Right. Yeah. And again, I'll be interested in the time Lord time lady terminology
0: yes yeah that it will be interesting to when see she introduces herself that, yeah
1: at some point whether it's the first episode which that could be when it's going to happen or you know subsequent is she going to say I'm a time lord or that's the time lord you know just or is it you know, does it, again, it doesn't matter to me. But I, I just do wonder how, what, what they're I mean, going to yeah, use. As we've yeah. said before, you can't. You know, you do have to think about it if you're a writer.
0: Is she a Ms. or a Miss <laughs> or a Mrs.? <laughs> I just, I mean, she's married.
1: That's um. true. <laughs> that is true.
0: Does she now have to take River Song's last name? Uh, I just don't know. And then is it going to be Pond or Song? Or... There's so many questions with the woman. <laughs> and what are those Dalek bumps? <laughs> Right, shall we have a jump into the TARDIS library, my darling?
1: Yes, and for this trip, we are going to be revisiting another Time Lady of Note. And that's going to be with the introduction of Romana. The fourth Doctor's companion, and of course we're talking in this instance Romano 1, if you really need the, the differences there, and her introduction in the Rebos Operation, which first premiered 2 September 1978. And Would you like to give us a brief synopsis, courtesy of TARDIS.wikia? I would
0: love to give us a brief synopsis, courtesy of TARDIS.wikia. The Doctor is summoned by the mysterious and powerful White Guardian and sent on a quest to find the six segments of the Key to Time, which, once assembled, will restore balance to the universe. Joining the Doctor and K9 is the smart and sassy Romana One, a Time Lord fresh from the Academy. Landing on the wintry planet of Ribos to locate the first segment, the TARDIS crew quickly find themselves embroiled in a little local trouble with a pair of con men and an unstable warlord.
1: Now, you did it uh, how it's spelled, but they clearly do say Ribos the entire time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I Re- would assume Rebos. my American mind would say Ribos, but... Everyone certainly keeps saying Rebos. Also
0: interesting that TARDIS.WIKIA does refer to Romana as a Time Lord.
1: That's true. But, you know, we can always change it, hence the Wikia part. Um. (laughs) True that. Um,
0: And so I'm concerned about, it also refers to her as Romana 1. Right. Um, Shouldn't she just be referred to as the first Romana?
1: Oh, I suppose this in the second Romano? Right? Yeah. We don't say Doctor 1 and Doctor 2. No.
0: Yeah, I, I'll,
1: I'll, t- I'll accept that quibble.
0: Yeah, because then I feel like you have to do it in Roman numerals.
1: Right. And who can do that?
0: I mean, I can, but okay. other people are going to be like, what do you mean, Doctor V?
1: <laughs>
0: or Doctor L, like they did with the Super Bowl, and everybody got really upset at the 50th because it was just an L, and people were like, I don't know what that means. And they
1: had to use five zero instead.
0: And Yep. See,
1: yeah, it makes people so upset.
0: <laughs> people are very <laughs> sensitive.
1: But anyway, what would you think of uh, you know uh, you know we're um, out of order. Of course, you've met Lola Ward before, but now yes. we're meeting Mary. Um, <laughs> doing the first incarnation. What would you think of Romana?
0: Yeah, no, I liked her. It's interesting because she has a difficult start with the Doctor. The Doctor is not happy about having um, a companion on this mission. So she sort of has to prove her worth, but at the same time, be the typical companion who gets stuck under a door about to be eaten by a monster.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I thought it was interesting. Um, and again, this is Mary Tam, of course, the late Mary Tam, unfortunately, who plays this character. Um, in some ways i'm like oh man why are they not getting along it's kind of like man i wish these actors i'm like no it's the characters i'm sorry you know it's 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 almost like but it's good i mean it's a little bit of a characters conflict right Mm, you know where and you sort of have both characters being called out you know the doctor's upset that he has to because i think this is well all right i'm going to say this and someone's going to prove me wrong which is fine i think this is the first companion he's been involuntarily given Mm. it's always been the, Oh, mm. well, A actually, I suppose, that's not true. I suppose the first ones, Barbara and Ian kind of, Oh
0: yeah, sort of in trap,
1: uh, but he trapped them to the TARDIS. So I'm going to, let's be honest there. Yeah. Uh, he and we don't them. know
0: why he ended up with his granddaughter. So I'm-
1: exactly. Um, Living off the government, Um, but anyway, (laughs) okay. So, well, one of the uh, companions involuntarily—you know—he didn't choose her in any way, shape, or form, Um, and so he's sort of saddled with this part. This young upstart. I mean, it is in a way very buddy comedy. You know, you have the old experienced veteran and the young, fresh from the rule book uh, school. You know, uh, no experience, but book smart. You know, yep, yep. assistant. Um, this is
0: lethal weapon. Yeah,
1: that's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> that is what this is. At no
1: time to the doctor say I'm getting too old for. Um, <laughs> but but I did like you know. But then Doctor Kind of gets called out for you know. Do you not want my help? Do you, do you know? And and she knows things that he's like. Oh oh yeah, I guess. I guess you're right about that. Okay. And, and she calls him out literally about... Uh,
0: Sulking in the corner? Yes. And, yep. and
1: having a, his own... Uh,
0: Although, to be fair, she did put a hole in his tortoise.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, you touch a man's toys.
0: Ah, uh, tell me.
1: <laughs> tell me. And then you get the whole, you know, she's... Uh, and I don't. To me, it's I have to ask myself why I think this because to me the stereotype between Romano one and two, which I mean you've got enough at least introduction to kind of clean, is that Romano one's kind of like the in charge woman, um, and then Romano two is a little bit more you know Lightback feminine and or I mean, these are I'm not using Victorian.
0: good Victorian yeah
1: I'm not using very good words but at the end of the day I'm like no they're not they're both smart mm-hmm. they're both capable they both can hold their own and I'm like I don't yeah. I don't know why and-
0: I they're mix. also going to be different characters to right. an extent. I mean, that's what we expect with our Doctors. There's no reason why we shouldn't expect it with our Romanas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, the, the the core is still there, but a lot changes.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do like, you know, it's in a very interesting mix because, you know, again, I'm always on guard for the stereotype companion, which I don't think she is, at least here. I mean, yeah, she does get caught in a trap, but... In a trap. Exactly, but nothing that wouldn't have happened to anyone else. She didn't like trip over her ankles or anything, you know. No,
0: but she did go under there and not look to her left where the giant monster. Was to be sleeping. fair,
1: most people were not looking to their left in this episode, like with this people is hiding behind story. screens. Yes. Yeah. And...
0: yeah, very easily discoverable and yet not
1: exactly. So there very, you go. Very good stagecraft, yeah, <laughs> um, or bad stagecraft, as, depending upon your blocking, as
0: per usual. <laughs>
1: But no, I do like that she sort of is you know on top of things. She, she is holding her own. I mean, you know, it, it's hard to domineer the Doctor, um, but but she's at least holding her own. Um, you know, and given the I, I forget the ages she quotes, whether she's a hundred or something young, yes. as opposed to the Doctor being oh, seven hundred or something like that. Says, but anyway, yeah. um, and so I, I I enjoyed it, and I did like these sort of again the stereotype. You know, there's no yelling I, you know, or screaming, I should say, and then that. She was introduced very sort of like, you know, the smart woman or the smart time lady. But she did sort of have a feminine flair because she's sort of introduced with sort of the tight quaff. It's almost like, you know, traveling. You know, you just travel, whatever. And then when you get there, you can kind of brush the hair out a little bit. Because she's basically in her next scene just brushing your hair. Which would think would be like, that's kind of dizzy. this. You'd like, no, nah, not really. It's just practical. She likes to look nice. Whatever. <laughs> you know.
0: And she gets that wonderful white coat that the doctor
1: brings for her, which is. There's a lot in that wardrobe.
0: Yeah, there, oh, no, I appreciate that, and it's beautiful, but, yeah, I, the doctor steps out already carrying it, and he's ready to go, uh, yeah. Well,
1: he's very thoughtful.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't like her.
1: Well, you know, he can still be thoughtful. I guess. hmm He's a gentleman.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> but anyway, so, so, yeah, so you like what you saw.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and of course, by the end of it, they were getting along, and,
1: a house on fire
0: getting the work done and finding the first piece of the dice Q, Q. <laughs> the key the to key, time the key to time yes
1: and then we know that once eventually thanos has all the pieces to the key- oh wait um
0: no that's right be... that's right then he can beat the avengers
1: right okay yeah. I, was, yeah. I wanted to make sure i was right on that
0: well that's the the because we see the white guardian uh-huh. who has a lovely cocktail right Uh, But he warns against the Black Guardian, which I assume is Thanos. Okay,
1: you're right. You're exactly right. And that's why eventually Amy shows up as one of the adopted daughters. Yeah, it it all makes
0: sense. Yeah, say, timey-wimey.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And stay after for the credits.
0: Indeed.
1: Now, I did read a little bit behind the scenes um, that uh, Mary was concerned about taking this role because of the fear of stereotype companion, like she didn't want to be the... Damsel in distress, and, and 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 she only uh spoilers. She only played this role for one series and mm-hmm. left because, and I mean, and I don't know. I'm just reading online stuff, so listeners, you may know a better story than I do. But that she felt like mm, she was starting to get stories that were like that, and I was like, no thanks. And so then that's why we get Lala Ward in the next and, series. You know,
0: good for her for for stepping up and being like, nope, that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. Thanks, but it's not what I want.
1: All right, and I'm sure Tom was great to work with. He's very difficult to
0: work with. Did you just he, mutter he, under your breath? He's the, rude. the
1: Chris Eccleston of ah, Classico.
0: Interesting. Speaking of which, <laughs> Stephen Moffat replied yeah. to the Christopher Eccleston comments just so beautifully, I thought, mm-hmm. and said, you know.
1: Duty of care.
0: Duty of care. It's a very and, doctor who. Uh, and theory. then said, and he'll always be my doctor. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really beautiful and, and well put. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Cool. There you go. What are we going to talk about next week?
1: Well, next week, um, we've kind of talked a little bit about time ladies, and sometimes they do play a companion role. And since we're talking about companions, we thought we'd talk about some other companions, and those are the companions of the 12th Doctor to sort of complete our new Who. Well, I said not won't say complete because I'm sure we'll be talking about some cane of of the 13th doctor. Yes, but anyway, yes. we'll be talking about the 12th doctor companions, which to, of course, to,
0: ca- to get up to date with our new who companion run. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, we'll uh continue talking about Clara as we did from the 11th doctor, Bill, um Nardole, Nardole, and uh, you know, who else where else fell into those cracks of the TARDIS.
0: Yeah, we'll have to to have a look and see what we can find. It's all very exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to talking about bill again cuz I love her before the the listeners turn this off because they don't want to hear your soupiness mm-hmm. would you please remind them where they can go to donate for the gofundme page for the nerd party sure
1: it's at gofundme.com slash the nerd party and if folks want to talk to you about time ladies where can they talk to you
0: they can find me on twitter nobody ever has and I'm really sad about that so somebody come find me on twitter I'm at one phoenix theater
1: and for those who want to talk to me and probably correct something I got wrong in this episode which I'm always more than happy to be educated because I love talking about doctor who they can tweet me at nc public servant on twitter Well, until next week, darling, you're my favorite lady in all of time and space.
0: Oh, and you're my favorite. I'm not going to call you a time lord, and I'm not going to call you a lord. You're just my favorite, darling. This is
1: BBC Television.